You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. You're listening to the best Packer radio show on the internet. Cheesehead Radio. Hello? It's just the physical emotion of discomfort for the guy. This is human drawing out. Welcome back to the NFL Draft. And with the first round, thank Hello again, Cheesehead Nation. It's draft week, and actually this is the eve before the draft when we're recording this. Hey, it's time for some big news here on Cheesehead Radio, which is that we are in our 13th season doing this crazy thing. Well, you decide whether that's big news or not, but in any case, as usual, our esteemed hosts are Kelly Hodgson, known as That Packer Girl on Twitter, C.D. Angeli of Packers Talk, and known as Tundra Vision on Twitter, and lastly, little old me, Jersey Al of Packers Talk and Cheesehead TV. You can find me at Jersey Al GBP on Twitter. That is it for the preliminaries. Let's get this show on the road. All right, guys. Uh, it's been uh, quite a while since Green Bay Packers played their last football game, so we've been waiting desperately for some action this offseason. And it's about to hit. This is it. The yeah. draft. So if it's you here. leave little treats out, it's like Kevin Costner brings presents overnight or something, because tomorrow is draft day. I totally didn't get that reference. It anyway. was a Santa reference. Oh, my God. Work with me. What does that have and to I do can... with draft day? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's I got the draft I... day eve is what it is. You leave little gifts out. Oh. You're, leaving, you're stocking oh. out in Santa. Oh, my God. Do oh, I yeah, need to was, draw a map? For that you? was perfectly what? clear. Yeah. What so. movie was Kevin Costner playing Santa Claus? I, don't I know. thought that was Tim Allen. Yeah, me too. But, but anyway. come on, it's it's a fun kind of unrealistic movie to watch to get hyped about draft day. All right. So anyway, moving. Uh, we are looking at I think what is a, a a really neat opportunity for the Packers. Obviously, the Packers tend to do very well during the regular season. So most most of the time, we're looking at the Green Bay Packers usually drafting one pick in the back third of the draft, you know, where all the sexy players are getting picked and you're seeing them all go up on the podium and we're sitting watching the TV and it's like three and a half hours later, finally. So about 11 <laughs> o'clock central Ho- time. Hoping they, don't, hoping they don't trade out because you sat around for nothing. Exactly. So by benefit of the Devontae Adams tag and trade, which no one else thought was going to happen. Except uh, for you. Except You're for right. me, because I was the only one. Oh, oh, amazing Karnak. Yes. Is that where we have to admit he's right and we were wrong you or don't something? Because this is the benefit. This is the right. fun now, is that we actually have the most draft capital that the Packers have had in a long time. They have the ability to really move in and around these first two rounds and get some quality players. 
it's actually kind of exciting because we're usually like hovering around 11 midnight ish Wisconsin time. And it's like, okay, we're going to pick somebody that nobody's going to be happy with, but Hey, we have the potential to wheel and deal this year. I mean, you're looking at a situation where normally we're drafting like what? 29th, 30th, 31st in the first round and second and third and fourth. And you literally couldn't trade our entire draft to get into the top 10. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's suddenly true. we have, you know, the ability to get very, very close to the top 10 or even higher if we wanted to. And not that I think we will, but it's just nice knowing that the Packers have needs and we have the capital to bring in some quality this year. 11 opportunities. Yes. Unless there are some trades. Speaking of which, we have a couple of of rumors out there. One of them involving the Las Vegas Raiders tight end, Darren Waller. And this has kind of come up the past couple days. Packers might be trading for a big tight end. Sorry, Big Bob Tunyon, your ACL may not be fully recovered. We're bringing in a stud. What are we hearing about this? All right. So there were rumors yesterday, the day before-ish, that the Packers were in the market for a tight end. And Darren Waller's name has come up in several sources, including Aaron Nagler of Cheesehead TV. Yeah, he actually kind of broke the news. And what what we're kind of leaving out here is that he was actually supposed to be part of the Devontae Adams trade. The Packers were going to get back, not a second round pick, but Darren Waller, along with the Raiders' first round pick. until. The NFL stepped in and said, uh, some bean counter, uh, excuse me, um, uh, uh, two years ago, we put in some new language and you're not allowed to do that for a player who isn't, hasn't signed his trade, his, his tag and Devante hasn't tr- signed his tag. So you can't include a player in the deal. So that kind of squashed really? all of that. No, this is true. You didn't know this. I didn't know this. This is the part that's 100% true. Whether they're still trying to get him or not, you know, we're not really sure. But this part has been verified by multiple people as being true. So he was almost a Packer. I kind of like the second round pick better. Oh, okay. I would like Darren Waller better. Well, I would like Darren Waller. I wish we could have both. But I do like having, like we said earlier, a bunch of draft capital this year to uh, either get a bunch of picks or wheel and deal for something better. Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is, you know, you've got how many years left with Rodgers? What would have the most impact for the Packers over the next year or two? And, of course, it's short-sighted thinking. It's not long-term thinking. But I think that's where the Packers are now, that, they have to think more short-sighted, and, and they are thinking more short-sighted. So, in any case, that's I, I would rather have Waller than a second round. But you're entitled to your opinion, yeah. even if it's wrong. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, anyway, that was the interesting part to me. Now, it's still rumored that they're trying to work something out, but you know who knows whether that's actually the case now or whether that ship has sailed or not. But, so that's By the Darren time you Waller. listen to this... It could have happened. It could have happened. But and it we're didn't. We're sitting here hypothesizing, and it happened. But, or maybe by the time you listen to this, Kelly's now going to explain to us why it hasn't happened. Because if it didn't happen by tonight, it's not going to happen. Because with the draft, now we have two first-round picks, two second-round picks. The Packers could theoretically trade away as many picks as they want to get exactly the player they want for once. 
not just best man up. They could wish list whoever they want with that many picks that they could offer other teams. That's just my theory. And I'm probably wrong, but I think if it would have happened, it would have happened by now. Okay. Um, so Darren Waller, possibly in the mix a little, you know, uh, we have a Al definitely on the plus one side of making that happen. We have Kelly on the other side as a minus one that it's not going to happen. Um, another rumor that's out there right now is Jordan Love and that the Falcons have shown interest. And there was a kind of a verified, unverified tweet from a guy who writes for One America Sports, which I didn't realize OANN had a sports department, but it's gotten a little bit of uh, press, a little bit of attention that the, <clears throat> that the Colts, or excuse me, not the Colts, excuse me, the Falcons reportedly won't quit, and they're making the hardest push they've ever made for a player. Um, I don't know if I necessarily believe that completely, but the fact is that we're hearing some rumors that he might be up for trade. Is this something that the Packers should entertain if there's the right deal? Who would be QB2? That's my first question. Most likely someone they draft. Yeah, but this is such a uh, not great draft year for quarterbacks, so I don't know if I see that actually happening. Well, I would probably say that uh, whoever is going to be the number two is not going to be expected to play probably this season and much of next season, given the way that Aaron Rodgers' contract is presently structured, which would put us back in the same exact situation we started out with Jordan Love, which means he's going to sit on the bench for two years and hopefully be ready by then. So we could very well be in a position where if if Aaron Rodgers is now essentially our starting quarterback by virtue of a cap situation, it might be time to start over with someone new and see if they develop. Jordan Love's contract expires in two years. So if we get rid of him and start from scratch with a QB2 that could be an understudy to eventually take over Rodgers, we'd still be two years out. So is there anybody we would want to draft? And right now, I'm not so impressed with anybody on the draft board that's a quarterback. Yeah, think, not this year. No, and I think, but I think that's part of the problem is that <clears throat> there's a lot of teams who are looking for a you know, first round uh, franchise quarterback in the draft, and there's none there. Jordan Love probably would be, if this was his year of being drafted, would be his, he'd probably be the top rated quarterback. This is probably the, the most value you could get for him right now. Exactly. So you might find someone, you know, we were talking about maybe getting a sixth rounder for him, fifth round. You might be able to dig up a, a third, maybe a second rounder for him at this point. Who knows? Yeah, someone wants a quarterback that badly, they might give it up. But then we end up with a season where like somebody like Scott Tolzien's our QB two, and you know if you have somebody that's really underperforms, that can be disastrous if Roger gets Rogers gets hurt. Oh, you mean like 2017? I mean exactly like 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's pretty much going to happen. You know if anyone is there, I don't think Jordan Love really is going to step in and have a Pro Bowl year. Does it really matter who the Packers backup quarterback is? That's what I keep trying to tell her, and she doesn't listen. Oh, she does it really play- matter? <laughs> she keeps if Rogers goes down, hard. it doesn't matter who's there. It's going to suck regardless, yes. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. So you're really looking for the guy that's going to be the successor. And at this point, with the way that Rogers' contract and cap space is now structured, the chances of him leaving after this season is probably low. It's probably going to take until at least after next season before – it makes any financial sense for Rogers to depart the team. Agreed. So, and then 
Love's contract has expired and we'd have to resign him anyway because he'd be after his fourth year. So I don't know. I, I I'd be open to it. It you know depends if there's a guy they look at and say, hey, we can put this guy on a on the bench for two years and see if we can get something out of him. So all right. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the first quarter. Uh, there's no wins or losses there. Just that's uh, definitely a point. Definitely. So we're going to go on to our second quarter and we want to run through some of the visits that the Packers have had uh, coming into town to specifically work out with the Packers. Al, I'm just going to ask you, since you probably know better than anyone, what's the correlation between players that visit and them actually getting drafted? Is it, I'm sure there's some correlation, but is it like a hundred percent? Oh no, hundred percent. Yes. That means they would have to draft 30 people every year. Yes. Or just the <laughs> so, fact that the guys. That math is not your strong it, point, is it? It's not. No. <laughs> but if you're going to draft a guy, is there a 100% yeah. chance he probably came to visit? How's <clears throat> that better? Yeah. Well, even that is is way kind of crazy. Well, that's what I'm uh, asking. Yeah. No, I mean, there really isn't a ton of correlation. Some years, you know, you might have two or three players that came in. In other years, you'll have nobody. That came in because really, in the end, it all depends on where players are available and where they land on the board, right? right. Uh, some of these visits are because they're truly interested in the player uh, as a player and they want to meet them in person, you know. And, and that's, I think, part of a, a reason for a lot of these visits. It's let's see what this person is like when we talk to them face to face and how we think he'll fit and because you know they can watch all the tape they can do all the analysis you know they don't need a person in to do that right and you have combine and all kinds of stuff so most of this is just kind of like poking and probing to find out a little bit about a little bit more about the person to help their evaluation now you wouldn't believe the level of evaluation they do on on people outside of football skills uh, I had a, a scout friend who um, he had a, a scouting service that several NFL teams used as a supplement, you know, to their own scouting department. They'd say, you know, hey, we're really interested in this player. Uh, do a report on him for us. I saw a couple of these reports. They were almost 100 pages long. And you would not believe the detail they went into, into personal lives, you know, and, and things outside of on the field of football. So trust me, you know, they're looking to overturn anything and everything on, on these players. Um, so, you know, that was a long answer to your question <laughs> that is there. A, can you make a correlation? Not really. But I still find, find it interesting more more so than individual players, just the positions of the players that they bring in and how many of, of each they bring in. So we want to just run down the list here. I counted them up. Uh Leading hit the pack, us. sorry? I said hit us with them, yeah. Oh, definitely. okay. I didn't catch what you said. So in any case, uh, leading the pack this year is not wide receiver, as you might expect. It's actually offensive line. That includes tackles, uh, mostly tackles, a few guard prospects, but mostly tackles. Wide receiver was second. Um, they had brought in eight offensive linemen, seven wide receivers. And those are the two main ones that kind of drops off after that. Four cornerbacks, four defensive linemen, three edge rushers, two safeties, one tight end, and one linebacker. So, you know, I would say 
expect, and I don't think this would be a shock to anybody, to see that the Packers are going to draft several offensive linemen and wide receivers this draft. Um, I think drafting offensive, several offensive linemen is going to be an annual thing for them, unless they get it absolutely perfect one year, and you know, but that's not going to happen. And obviously, the wide receiver need was always going to be there. So those are your two big ones: offensive lineman, wide receiver. Uh, do you want to go down some of the names that might? Um, I'll just go over a few. On the wide receivers uh, of interest are. Traylon Burks, who is probably going to be a first-round pick. George Pickens, who may be a first-round pick. Christian Watson, who I think is getting talked up as a first-round pick, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, those are the interesting wide receivers. Uh, from the offensive line is Abraham Lucas, who we'll find out later. I have something to say about uh Rashid Walker who really kind of surprises me because I don't think he really fits them Tyler Smith who small small school prospect but he's really jumped up the board to where people are saying he could land in the first round now so those are the yeah those are those are the main names there uh other random names I'll pick out Devontae Wyatt who I think will be there when the Packers pick at 22 I really do. And don't be shocked if they go with a defensive lineman first. You know, uh, Ted Thompson always used to say you can never have too many of those big guys and God doesn't make very many of them. Um, Other names, the rest don't really stand out to me too much. Maybe Drake Jackson, who is an edge, who probably will go in the second round. I could see them being interested in him. But the rest are very definitely later round guys that they're that they're looking into so that's where we stand with that that is great that's a whole list of players that al just went through uh rather swimmingly and a lot of players that uh have some value that we just might be seeing a green and gold but i think it's time for us right now to get to our packer draft predictions are you excited Kelly, we had an assignment. We had an assignment last week. Okay, I'm going to preface this that Al lives, eats, and breathes the draft this time of year. And it's like he told us, guys, you need to do some homework. And CD and I are like, oh, my God, we haven't been paying attention that closely. So they crammed. We crammed. I like like how she assumes that I, like her, doesn't pay attention. I actually Mm. have been paying attention. I just organized my thoughts. Okay. Yes. So... But hey, Apology we did required. do our, we did do. Oh, you did your homework. You guys went for extra credit. <laughs> I wasn't giving any out though, so you kind of wasted your time there. But oh well. <laughs> there we go. So we're going to start with the first round, and let's uh, start out with uh, pick number twenty-two. This is the pick that they received in exchange for Devonte Adams. Uh, let's run around. Let's see who we're going to pick up here. Uh, Al, we're going to start with you because I think you're the only one not trading up. <laughs> well. It's an option, but in any case, um, I'm going with the guy that I've wanted from the beginning of this whole draft season, and that's Chris Olav, wide receiver, Ohio State. Oh, I like that one. Now, pick 22, you know, will he be there? It's To me, it's 50-50. And if Goody Kunst really loves him and really thinks he's the guy, I could certainly see him trading up. One option I could see 
you know, you could trade a first and a third and move up to like the 17, 18 pick range if that would do it. But that's the only t- the only thing I would say. I wouldn't see them giving up more than that, um, you know, to to trade up. But in any case, I am hoping against all hope that he is there at pick 22 because I just think he fits. I just think he will walk in the first day and Rodgers will be comfortable with him. You know, he's an excellent route runner. He runs the routes the way they're supposed to be run, which Rodgers wants. He wants you to be where he expects you to be. Um, he can. He's got great hands. You know, he doesn't drop the ball. He's athletic. He can do some running after the catch, and he's fast. He can actually get down deep, although that would probably wouldn't be his primary role, but he can. So to me, this guy fits perfectly, and that's my pick for round one, pick 22. All right. Well, I'll just go next since I'm just going to echo a lot of what you just said. Um, I actually have the Packers trading and very specifically, I said 22 and 92 to the New Orleans Saints to move up to 19. I think you're right. There's a chance they could get a lobby there um, at 22. But I think if you're reading the tea leaves, he's probably going to be smart to move up a couple spots. I'm not against moving up even farther if they really think that Williams or Wilson or London, the, you know, the rest of the big four are are there. But I think Olave's the guy who's going to drop the furthest and be the closest so that it's less of a cost to move up a little bit to grab him. And I agree with you, Al. I think that Olave is a guy who really steps in. You, you talk about it. A couple other guys who I think are very high ceiling, also low basement guys. And I think Olave is a guy who's really going to come in and, yeah, he's he, he's going to contribute right away the first year. And I think you got to get one of these four guys. I'm not going to lie. I think you got to come out of here with one of those four to replace Devontae Adams and make that trade worth it. So totally with you. I had the Packers trade up in my prediction to number 19, and they also get Chris Olave. Okay. Okay, Kelly? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little more bold because I like Alave, but I think we can do better than that. Um, I'm not really sold on Garrett Wilson because you look at reports, he's either a a boomer bust. So there's a there's a lot of upside to him, but there's a chance he could be a great big flop. Um, I'm really I, I, I like James Jameson Williams, even though he blew out his ACL in the the national the, the collegiate national championship. Uh, reports show that he is on trajectory to have an Adrian Peterson type return, possibly even this fall, because he's well ahead in rehab. I think the Packers take both of their first round draft choices and go up as high as the 11th pick and and trade with the, the Washington Commanders. I don't think they're looking for a wide receiver because I think that's going to put them um, in a position to get Jamison Wilson. And I think he is a good fit. He's your prototypic Alabama receiver, kind of lean, speedy, and has fabulous hands. Um, again, some people are going to be kind of nervous about his knee, but I think I think it, his knee is going to be fine. And I'm just going to be a little little bolder. And would I love a lave if he fell 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 to us? Yes. But I think the Packers are going to be bold and move into that top third of the uh, draft the draft pick and and go for one of those top two, if not three pick um, wide receivers. Well, how about this uh, take on, on that little twist on that? How about you trade one of the picks and Jordan Love mm. to oh, move up I would not instead, say of, no. instead of both of your first round picks? 
I think you do both round picks if you're going into the top top ten, top twelve. If you're going to trade up for a lave, you I think you could do. Well, I'm talking about your situ- yeah your situation. I'm talking possibly, about your I, yeah, possibly. If instead they really of giving need... up both you know first round picks, if they're looking to possibly trade love anyway, let's just throw in a little I, twist I, out there. I would not say no to that. And you hold on to your first round, one of your first round picks. And then you could potentially take one of those quarterbacks that everyone's like, okay, they're okay. They're above average. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good point. All right. So let, let's do this because we're going to go on to uh, the second pick of the first round. Kelly, are you then forfeiting that pick because you've now traded it away? Um, I have two scenarios. <laughs> well, I see this. I know. Except, if except we, you've um, now you've now officially picked Jamison Williams. So okay, okay. So then I know. Then I'm done with my first round picks. Right. Okay. So let's move on to our second pick, and we'll go to Jersey Al once again. Okay. Round one, pick number twenty-eight. I definitely think that the Packers need to add an edge rusher and a different type of edge rusher than what they have. They have a couple of guys that are really power edge rushers, right? And they don't have a speed guy, like a pure speed guy, a guy who's real bendy, can get around the edge and and uh, kind of Clay Matthews-like, you know? Uh, and that's kind of what I'd like to see. I'd like to see them pick up somebody like that. So we have a variety of types of pass rushes we send to quarterbacks, not just the same type of pass rushes. So to that end, a uh, couple of possibilities at this point i went with perhaps the the safest choice which is arnold ebiketti edge rusher from penn state he's a pure edge guy he's all effort just like just like clay matthews was he's bendy gets around uh gets around the the tackles uh on top of quarterbacks before they know what hit him he was very productive for penn state uh, last season. Uh, he could be an instant contributor as a situational pass rusher, okay? He's not a complete player, right? He's he, he's not going to be stout against the run at this point. He's going to have to get stronger and get better in that department. But for year one and two, a guy that you can mix in and just say, go get the quarterback, this is the guy. So that's who I'm going with. Uh, just for the heck of it, my other possibilities here where David Ojabo, who I think will be even better and possibly a pro bowler down the line, but he's the guy with the Achilles uh, injury who heard it during the combine. And, you know, I decided to go a little bit safer there um, with somebody who can help the Packers right away. So that's my pick. Arnold Ebiketti, if I'm pronouncing that correct, I have no idea. Edge rusher, Penn State. All right. And, once again, I'm kind of following uh, the pattern with you, with the exception that, uh, again, I think the Packers are going to trade up. And you might say, CD, they're not going to keep trading up. Honestly, you trades. <laughs> if you look, though, at this team and the way that their salary cap is structured and the number of players they already have under contract, I don't know if they necessarily have room for 11 draft picks. So. Wait. There really is a lot of motivation for Brian Gutekunst to really, you know, take this draft capital, you know, two firsts and two seconds. This is easily a draft that could come out as three firsts by the time he's done, because this is the type of draft that you you are motivated to go for quality over quantity. So the guy that I'm targeting right now is a guy that I think if you looked a month ago, 
just like Chris Olave, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, picks that the Packers were going to take him at 22. Well, now he's kind of moving up the draft board. So now we have to give up a little bit to get him. Another guy who's moving up the draft board that I think at one point that was being projected to the Packers, maybe at 28. Now they have to move up is Jermaine Johnson, also an edge rusher and a monster from uh, Florida state. I think the Packers are going to take their 28 and 132. They'll trade it with Dallas and they'll move up to 24 somewhere around there. And that's who they're going to take is Jermaine Johnson. Same thing, monster guy that uh, I think he can come in and, and create a little damage with the uh, other two power guys you mentioned. The other guy that I keep seeing, especially if you do the uh, pro football focus uh, automated drafter, Bernard Raymond is a offensive tackle who oddly enough just keeps falling every time you do a mock draft. Sometimes he's available in the second round. I don't know if that's reality because every other mock draft I look at, uh, he's usually taken around that, you know, 18 to 22 spot. But if he were to really fall, I could see the Packers also holding off and taking him. But I'm going to go with a trade up for Jermaine Johnson uh, in the first round. So I originally had uh, Bernard Raymond at 28 if we didn't razzle. Right? If I didn't have my, we're going to throw the kitchen sink and go for something higher. I do like so, him, and I'm, I'm really surprised that he's been dropping. He's old. That's he's right. Like he's, the one, he's from Austria. That's was the like an He's the exchange yeah. student that fell in love yeah. with American football. He won this year. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. That's the knock against him, and you know, the Packers don't generally do that. But he's got, I mean, what he's what he's become from nothing to what he is now has been pretty amazing. Basically, in two years, how he built, basically built a new body for himself in two years. It's impressive. You know? It really is. Uh, and right, where, where he's come is, is definitely impressive. But uh, that's the only knock against them, anyway. All right. So, so far we have uh, CD has Chris Olave and Jermaine Johnson with two trade outs, not giving them a third or fourth round pick. Uh, Jersey Al has Chris Olave and that guy whose name I can't pronounce <laughs> Arnold Ebiketti. Arnold Ebiketti. And Kelly has us going all in and taking Jamison Williams from Alabama. And I'll be honest, it's not too long ago that I was kind of trying to project that myself. So I can't completely disagree with it. So he can't uh, mock me. Ha ha. I, I still will, but it's fine. So now we're going to move on to pick number 53 and who they're going to take there. We're going to start with Jersey Al. Pick number 53. Well, once again, and this is a player that I've just been all over forever since before he became the darling of Packers draft Twitter. And now he is the darling of Packers draft Twitter. So everybody is talking him up as a, as moving into the first round or uh, I, I don't see it because he's just doesn't have that much experience. Uh, he's, he's got a lot of physical tools, but he's not going to be an instant contributor. So I'm hoping that he lasts till my round two pick 53. And that is Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. This is your MVS replacement. Ran 4-3-2, 40 time. She's actually faster than MVS at, at the combine anyway. Wunderlich score supposedly in the high 30s. So no dummy, honor student, which goes along with his Wunderlich score. Uh, his teams, North Dakota State, Offensive scheme didn't really do, do much to feature him or passing in general. You know, they're more of a run-centric team. But he had a very nice 
average uh, yards per catch of 20 yards per catch. So he didn't didn't catch a lot of passes. Again, he wasn't featured. The possibilities are there, um, but he's going to take some development. So that's why I think he could fall back into the second round around the Packers pick. And as far as the Packers go, even if they just for the first year say, Christian, just go run at the safeties and make them chase you down the field, right? Because a lot of times that's all MVS was doing, right? Let's be honest. Sometimes they would throw to him, but a lot of times he was just taking the safeties out of the middle of the field and opening things up for Devontae Adams over the middle, that kind of thing. So I think he could contribute from that standpoint. So it's probably, you know, I don't know how likely it is that this happens, but I'm sticking with my pick. Christian Watson, wide receiver in North Dakota State. And and honestly, that's a great pick. That that is a great pick, oh, and I you. hope I hope that I hope it happens. Um, I don't think the Packers stay put at fifty three. Um, of course. I mean, I, I'm Trader not going to Ted here. Trader Ted. Yeah, I I, I take <laughs> it, but um, I, I there there's a point of me that makes me wonder if they're going to trade back with it a little bit. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick at fifty three. And, and maybe there's a little hometown, you know, you, you, you were kind of excited about the guy from Penn state. So I'm going to be a little excited about the guy from Wisconsin. Um, but Leo Chanel is there uh, linebacker who I think plays well in the box plays well, sometimes in the slot. And he is a downhill runner that even though Chris Barnes has been signed to his little tender and did a nice job complimenting Devondre Campbell, his little uh, tender. He was dirt cheap. Let's not mince words. He was. Leo Chanel really might be the guy to either um, take, you know, the other inside linebacker spot. He is a guy who might be able to fill in um, even at an outside linebacker spot and allow one of the other guys to move up onto the line, depending on your uh, defensive formations. But I'm going to say Leo Leo Chanel right now, Wisconsin homeboy, is going to get picked there, and I'm okay with it. My my only concern with him, if you don't mind me saying, is that he's a little one dimensional. Mm -hmm. You mentioned he's a downhill type player and that's what they had him. Probably what he did best was rush the passer. Right. He had he had he did really well rushing the passer from an inside linebacker spot. Um, And he's he is that down downhill straight line type guy. So I don't know about coverage for him. So, you know, it depends how they would want to use him. Certain things he did really well, certain things, you know, he'd have to really do some work with. But in any case, I understand the hometown crush, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. Kelly, you're number uh, 50. All right. So I'm going to go kind of a variation on a theme, but not necessarily pure edge. Now, the Packers are not really known for really drafting tweeners, so to speak. But I really like the defensive end slash offensive linebacker out of Oklahoma and Nick Benito. We tried this a couple of years ago with Dayton Jones, and it was an experiment that went horribly wrong because he never amounted to much. But I like Benito. I think that's could fulfill that need that we we're, we're lacking right now, and it'd be kind of fun to see what he could do. He's for a big guy. He's kind of fast. He's a relatively speaking, he's a, a four five four on the forty. The guy's got speed for his size, and I would not say no if if that was the the best guy up at the time at fifty three. Okay. I think she just has a crush on guys with Italian last names. You know, can you blame her? No, I'm just no. stuck with the guys with the Italian last can names. Can you blame her? Yeah, no, he ran really well. He, yeah, I think he, had he was 
Four four five it was actually. Yeah, four five. Yeah, he was fast. Real, and he very fast. very good um, other other um, drills there. Uh, Thirty five and a half vertical, hundred and twenty broad, four point two three twenty yard shuttle, seven point oh seven three cone. Those are really good numbers. Uh, he's six three two forty eight, so he's not he's a overly. He's not overly large. I mean, that's a good size for an inside linebacker. Um, but uh, but actually, he's not an inside linebacker. So let me take that back. No, they kind of they kind of put him yeah. as a is a tweener is what they listed him as. Yeah, yeah, but I think he played mostly on on the outside. So, but, uh, and, and he's he's one of those guys that says he has a never ending motor. You know, he really plays plays hard. So that's an interesting choice. I like it. Yeah, if you go to the NFL draft choice, um, where they're list- listing all the the, the uh, potential picks, he scored fairly high as a potential starter in his second year. So there's there's a lot of upside to him. Yep. All right. I like it. All right. So that is our pick number 53. And now we get to our own pick in the second round, which is number 59. I'm curious if Al and I are together on this one. Al, what do you yeah. have? I don't know what you have, but I doubt if we're together on this one. But in wow. any case, wow, that doesn't oh, mean it's harsh. No, no, I'm, I don't, just don't think this is up your alley. That's all. This particular position. Got it. Uh, a punter. <laughs> Long snapper. Come on. No, any case, uh, I am going to go with. I think this is where they look for offensive tackle help. Okay, I don't think they'll go first round offensive tackle, but I think starting with the second into the third is when you'll see them go for offensive tackle. There happens to be a guy that I really, 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 really like that I think is perfect for the Packers that will go in round two. The question is where in round two? You know, that's that's going to be the big question. Uh, the person I'm talking about is Abraham Lucas. <laughs> what? Is that who you picked? Literally the guy in bold print that I have right there. Well, I didn't read your stuff. I didn't, read <laughs> I your didn't stuff. pick him, so at least I have something else to talk about. Oh, geez, that is pretty funny. <laughs> oh, that is pretty awkward. Fun. I would and not get, have expected that. So we go. get to see the Angeles pick, and there's awkward silence. Oh, but wait a minute. But, but you you have like five options here. <laughs> I have explained, but I put that one in bold. But anyway, keep okay. going. Keep going. Right, we'll I won't let have you to go about you, go ahead. <laughs> Anyway, this is a guy who's a four-year starter at right tackle. What did the Packers need? A right tackle. All Pac-12 honors for four seasons, including first team his last two. On tape, and this was, this was my position for the Chiefs at TV draft, draft guy, so I did actually watch a bunch of tape on the offensive tackles. And this guy, to me, for the right tackle prospects, he's the best pass protector of them all. He looks the most polished looking, excellent lateral movement. He's good short space agility. You know, he can change direction quickly. He gets to his spots, doesn't let guys around his edge. Um, killed the combine. He had the best three cone and 20 yard shuttle times of all the offensive linemen at the combine. His downsides are run blocking. And not that he's not a bad run blocker, but he's not strong enough to, you know, to really control players. You know, if, if he gets a stalemate with a player, that's a win for him. You know, so he won't embarrass you. He just won't impress you. But, you know, that's something that will come with time. And a lot of offensive tackles have to work on their run blocking over time. So to me, I think he's a perfect fit for the Packers. And I cannot believe you picked him. <laughs> Abraham Lucas, offensive tackle, Washington State. Boom. 
Boom. So you I might as well go next, CB. <laughs> well, I will. I will just let your explanation stand, but I will say that well, pick number fifty-nine. Well, yeah, but I, I think fifty-nine. If this trade for I have Oakland, Las Vegas tight end Darren Waller is going to take place. If it happens, that's the pick that goes. I think looking at value, looking at what they're wanting to give up, it's the Packers pick versus the Vegas pick. That's the one that's going to go. And I don't think that's a bad give up. I think that's, if you're going to, you know, late second round pick, Darren Waller, I feel good walking away with that with the other players that we picked up plus the tight end. I think it's great. The only other consideration I had there too, which I don't actually think they'll use at this point. Um, but if they were to trade away Jordan Love, uh, this would probably be a good spot to pick up a quarterback because you'd probably be able to get the last of that second tier of quarterbacks without getting a really good quarterback that's going to get Aaron Rodgers all upset because obviously that's a thing. So, you know, he's got to be good, but not that good. Um, so a couple, you know, a couple things that I look at here is going to be uh, one guy I talked about was Carson Strong in Nevada. He's probably the the last of that tier of a quality big arm. Um, another guy that I talked about is Waller, but if they don't get Waller, there's a tight end right around that time. Great guy. Dulcich, I think is his name from UCLA. Yep. Probably the last of the really big athletic uh, bodied tight ends who would probably be another good project for them to work on. But all that aside, if we don't think they're going to get Waller and we don't think that Love is going to get traded away, I think who they end up going with right there is going to be Abraham Lucas. And uh, so, yeah, great minds think alike there, Jersey Al. Guess I did my homework. Excellent. Okay, I'm not so convinced he's going to be there. I'm not either. So I'm (laughs) going with other choices. And yeah, he's got some downside, but I think... um, I think that if we go with Penn State's Rashid Walker, yeah, he gets kind of burned on his edge as a right tackle, but he's a very capable run blocker. Yeah. And one thing as Rogers ages is we have to protect him. So I, I kind of like him. I think he's a work in progress. He's not ready right out of the box to be a starter. He could develop with it where it seems like halfway through the season, we never have enough offensive linemen to fill all the injuries. I think he'd be a nice fit. The, the only thing I'll say is I, I think second round's a little rich for him. That doesn't mean that offensive tackles don't get overdrafted. They do all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Then um, that, and you do have a point. It's like some, yeah, so some picks are actually putting him at the bottom of the second round. So, yeah. yeah but, yeah. but if he's still there, then I might wait till the third round. You're right. To, to me, taking him in the second round would be reaching, but I'm not an NFL GM. So, what does that mean? <laughs> So looking at our picks, this is kind of interesting because we all picked a wide receiver first. We all picked a edge or defensive end type rusher second. And then at some point we all picked in the last, the back end of the second round, an offensive tackle. Only difference is I picked up a linebacker. Jersey Al picked up a second wide receiver and Kelly traded away a pick in order to get a, a, a or highly rated wide receiver. So interesting that we all did this separately, and yet we really kind of came up with some of the same patterns, if not the same players. Yeah. I thought that interesting. was interesting. We actually picked two of the same players, which I would not have predicted, Jersey Al. Yeah. You we must never have read my notes. I did. I was just cheating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and we'll find out for certain tomorrow. At least Absolutely. The first yeah. Looking forward to that. That's going to be good. So. 
Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Cheesehead Radio in our lucky 13 season. Make sure to head over to PackersTalk.com where you can listen to several unique Packers podcasts. Please follow at PackersTalk.net on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Cheesehead Radio and all Packers Talk podcasts can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the pod, show us some love and leave us a review. If that's a wrap, go Pack Go! It's draft E. Go Pack Go! Go Brian Gutekunst Go! <laughs> Ryan, we trust! Here's the wide receiver. Head Radio. So at 53, I'm going to just do a to, very... Just to correct you, this isn't a round two. This is a second pick in the first round. Okay. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. I said, I'm, I'm back to round two. I said, if... We're not on round two. We're, we're, we're not in round you. two, though. We're not in oh, round two. We're yet. still in round one. Oh, I still can't vote then because I don't... Right. <laughs> But if he was available, I would take him as a second. <laughs> okay. Got it in. Got it in. <laughs>